Hello and welcome to the Superior Account Show, your kind of weekly Irish pop culture show. Uh, this week on the show, no comic book line to bring us in because I'm too excited at the return of the little brother. One of the OGs who disappeared off to go to college and better himself. Uh, how dare he? I'm returning an educated man. That's debatable. But, uh... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dan, welcome back. It's been a long time. How are we, folks? Hope you miss me. Well, they, they're kind of hoping you miss them. Ah, listen, listen, I have to keep them on the more, you know. A little swift exit. We had, we had no, it was a very swift exit. We had a good thing going, and it was just. Listen, that's, you know, keep them guessing, keep them on the toes. <laughs> you know, no one thought I was coming back, and here I am. Yeah, it's like, you know, you mean your dad going, oh, I'm just going down the shop for a few smokes and doesn't come back for about 20 years. Listen, that milk was hard to get, you know. I had to a few different carriages, a few different shops. Got there in the end. Oh, man, most, most dads no, don't come back. I went down to the shop for toilet roll. Listen, you're right there now, and I'm watching support the pace, so I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the type of cunt to go, hey, oh, here's the receipts. <laughs> How's things? How are you? All good, all good. Been holding down the fork myself. How's the show been in my absence? Good. You've uh, you missed out on some incredible interviews. I've seen them. I've seen them. I, I mean... You might not believe me, but I've been, I've been keeping up. I've been keeping an eye. Good, you know, good, good. Good. Watching. It's good to hear that you still support. I'm the little brother, but I'm still big brother, really. <laughs> keeping the eye on you. No, most notably, I think you missed the uh, Kim Rhodes one. That was a good one. Seen it, yeah. Seen it. I was speaking to uh, my dad about it, and that was very good. Oh, speaking to dad about it. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm watching my stuff. He is, he is. He's an avid viewer of this period comic show. We better be. Yes, yes. No, I'm sure one does looks at him. I'm over eighteen now. I don't need child support. I just need support. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can provide uh, some show support. Yeah, that's about it. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, no, we had some great guests. We had uh, Kelly Thompson, comic writer. We had uh, Panda Red from TikTok. That one is over two thousand views and counting. That one, yeah, it's very good. That's still he's yeah. blowing up now, big time. He's at nearly half a million followers now. Fucking fair play to him, man. Yeah. Power to him. Got in there before he was famous. <laughs> Thanks for well, coming. Anyway, let's see. Um, I just finished finished my bachelor degree uh, this last couple of weeks. So uh, I'll graduate then at the end of this year. And um, then I'm on, I have a year off now. Um, I was hoping to travel. I was hoping to go to America. Doesn't look like it's happening. Um, I was going to work in a summer camp for the summer. Of course, um, but it doesn't look like it's happening. Um, so I'll probably just save up and start driving, and then next year I'll start my masters, um, and then within within two or three years, then I'll be a teacher. Right, so you won't be the for this year anyway. You won't be the traveling uncle, but you can be the the, oh, the cool one. I'm gonna try travel as much as I can. Still, <laughs> we'll see. Do it. Travel. I done. Yeah. I done a little bit, and thoroughly enjoyed it. I still plan on doing it. So now I plan on doing it. In a more kid-friendly way, yeah, yeah, family travel now. Yeah, I don't, I don't plan, I don't plan on doing kid-friendly travel. (laughs) (laughs) You like this is not congregate at all. We're getting into the show now in a minute, but I have to give you props still for that one holiday on your own. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, listen, that's. I mean, I I think everyone should do it. Like, um, and I, I go on talking about how I, I went on a holiday on my own, like, um, but I've, I've known people who have done it like far more than me, far further than me. And um, once again, they all swear by it. Like it's it's uh, it's an enlightening experience. It's very very uh, cathartic. 
especially if you're going somewhere you have a connection to you know I really love Rome yeah. um, love Roman history um, have a book somewhere here about Roman history yeah and um, look I, I, I identified the place you know I love the place so it was nice to go and be there in the flesh and um, experience some of the culture well here's my favourite uh, segue into actual comic talk um, me I feel like if I go on holiday I need a, a bookie there to my sandwich <laughs> to keep me on point because otherwise I'm I'm lying in bed for half the day and missing out on the whole country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So uh, speaking of Bucky and Sam Wilson, any uh, any thoughts you want to share with the with the gang on the show? Uh, well, first, didn't think you'd be segueing me into topics. Well, you know, Listen, I haven't lost it. I haven't lost it. <laughs> first, I need to address the elephant in the room. Um, all the people giving out. Listen, I've gained weight. Okay, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's a lot of people were giving out about it, and a lot of people were saying it was wrong up until it was actually revealed. So we can finally say it now that it's over. The show was about race. Yeah, yeah, Marvel. Um, I think for for an industry for a, for a company that's kind of stayed out of politics for a long time, they they did it in a way with this series that I think wasn't too on the nose. Um, I've watched plenty of breakdowns and stuff, and it was very subtle. Um, but also it was it was poignant, you know what I mean? It was yeah, still effective in the way they were doing it. Like I really uh, I really rate how they did it. Like yeah, it's like some of the important moments would have been um Sam basically getting pulled by the police and then putting their hands on their guns when him and Bucky were having an argument in the street. Yeah, until they realize who it is. Yeah, it's like one is a falcon and a military vet, the other is a military vet, but also a world famous assassin. But now we're gonna pull our gun, black guy. It's a stone you should be aiming at, yeah. It should be the <laughs> the cold blooded killer over there. Like yeah. you know. shoot a dude with the fucking vibranium arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely was about race. And I think it, I think they handled it pretty well. Um especially for like it's it's a, it's an American based show in America, you know, it's um, where we know it's been there's been a lot of uh, discourse about race oh, yeah. recently and for a long time in fairness. Um, so it was, it was definitely a touchy subject and something that they could they could have they could have went south with you know but they handled it really well as far as I'm concerned. I'd say like it was a worry. And again, I'm a white Irish kid in Ireland, you know. I've, yeah. I've, I I don't have saying it really. It was a worry for me when uh, Disney took over Marvel about that because Disney liked to stay away from politics, considering who their like founder was linked with. Um, <laughs> Marvel in comics politics have been a huge part of it from the get go. And it always worried me with Disney taking over whether that was still going to shine through. And Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think it really has. It, it has, but then I wonder how much of it is pandering to the audience, you know, and pandering to who they know is viewing the, viewing the show. Because if you look at some of Disney's, Disney's uh, like, affiliates and their history and stuff, and, you know, who, uh, who they're associated with in China and stuff, like, it's not it's not, not glowing thing, you know. So I wonder how much of it is, you know, they're legit trying to do the right thing. And how much of it is this will this will look well, you know? So I think on Disney's part, I think it's more this will look well. Whereas on Marvel's part, you have Kevin Feige there who is yeah. a great driver of this whole thing. And I think he, for him, it's the let's put real life on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superheroes. Whereas with Disney, yes, I do think it's a lot. Of, this will look good for us. I mean, ulterior motives aside, it still is a strong message, and it's a very positive message. Um, 
you know, it, they, they kind of the way they handled it, it was it was a good thing overall, despite whatever may be going on behind the scenes, you know, and at the the hierarchy of Disney. But I still think it was a good thing overall. Yeah, like let's look just about Isaiah Bradley for a minute. Mm, what yeah. arc? He didn't have too much screen time, but what a story arc throughout the whole show. I mean, he made use of that screen time. Oh yeah, you know, the screen time he did have, he made use of it. Like, so I think the most powerful scenes were the ones with him and then, like, mm, oh, yeah, particularly yeah. the one where um, Sam wasn't sitting down with him by himself and he and Bradley told him the whole story. Um, yeah, that was some that was some powerful shit. Man. It was. It really showed like how they were, how they were treated. Like, and it showed like there was going back years ago. I think someone was saying that and back in like Civil War days, real Civil War, not Marvel Civil War. Uh, the black people were basically put on the front line to. To, they were on, they were basically kamikaze. Yeah, and as far as I'm aware, there were there were um, tests and stuff done on on African Americans as well. Like you know, in yeah. in wartime, um, like there there there's a history of it, you know. Yeah. So it's not too far. It's not too abstract from the reality, you know. Here's a question for you. Actually, I've seen this a couple of these on TikToks. People talking about it. a lot of people are saying Sam was in the wrong in the last episode. No, when he got the memorial, the memorial thing put up for Isaiah, a lot of people were saying he was in the wrong because he didn't ask Isaiah after Isaiah had explicitly said he just wanted to be forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like Isaiah seemed happy with it. You know, yeah. you can't assume things. Um, but then again, we don't really know the process that Sam went through to get that done. Yeah. You know, um, we know that it it made it, it gave Isaiah some freedom. You know, he didn't have to live in fear anymore. Um. But that must have been a serious process to go through to get that yeah. that freedom, you know. So if if there was more, if there was more um, light shed on what he went through to do it, um, then maybe it, it would be um, a bit easier to to accept. Yeah. But I, I can see where you're coming from, you know. I can see where the people are coming from. Where um, this man just wants to live peacefully, you know, and yeah. that's all he wants. And um, and here he is with a, a statue of him now. But he seemed, I mean, you can't he's really seemed, assume things. work out. Yeah, yeah, he seemed moved by it, like. And um, speaking of actually, you said it there a few minutes ago about your bit us being white Irish kids can't really speak much about it because we don't go through it. And uh, Bucky had a great line in it when him and Sam were throwing the shield around, where he basically said to Sam, uh, "Me and Steve didn't think about what it would mean for a black man to have the shield. We did not like. How could we?" This is the subtle way that they're dealing with things like this. You know, they're they're not they're not directly going with it, but that's that's their way of acknowledging. You know, there's that white privilege exists. Yeah. You know, and that that Bucky and Steve benefited from white privilege. You know, because they never had to think of that. You know. Yeah. Um. So like that. That's again a subtle but effective way that they're dealing with the 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 discourse on white privilege and race in America. Exactly. Globally. Yeah, I agree. And it's basically it's a very well put way of saying I'm. Your ally in this, but yes, okay. I, I acknowledge that I'm white and I have zero clue what yeah. it is you're going through. And personally, I didn't feel like I didn't think it felt forced. You know, yeah. it felt like two friends who you've watched them like at the at the very start of the series, they didn't really want to work together. You know, you watched them grow to, to love each other and to work together as a team. And it seemed like two friends really just kind of having a conversation about a, a lost a lost friend. Yeah, you know, um, a big big part of both their lives. Um, it didn't seem forced to me. You know, it seemed authentic and honest. Yeah, and. Even the one of the most powerful things I thought was the Sam's speech at the end when he first his, his costume was just on point, it was just spectacular. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about speech, actually, another thing I'm getting a lot of my theories and references from TikTok now because it's great for just one minute little research. TikTok's the business, man. TikTok's the shit. 
you see in uh, Sam's costume, it looks very similar to Steve's Winter Soldier costume. Mm. Uh, where Steve's had the three stripes coming out of each star, Sam had two. And the two things about that someone said were, one, they look like Falcon's wings coming out. But two, it's apparently a reference to uh, the fallen soldier formation that the Air Force do. That they fly in a certain formation to basically remember a fallen soldier. So basically every time he flies then he's remembering Steve. Yeah, yeah. See, I've watched these, I've watched these um these breakdowns and TikToks, like you said, and they always point to these really small minute details, you know, and that's another call to how how diligent the producers and, and, the, yeah. and the writers and the, the directors are in the small, small details they put in that mean a lot when you look uh, beneath the surface, you know. Yeah, and then his speech is basically what I love the speech. What every black person I've seen talk about on Twitter constantly when it comes to government stuff, especially when yeah. Trump was in office. And he's speaking, he's not only he's not only speaking for, for black people, he's speaking for all minorities, you know. Yeah. Because this, this is one of the issues I had with the series was the uh the the plot the plot line that they left out with um refugees being moved around and refugee camps and stuff, you know. I feel like it would have really um developed some some interest in uh character arcs you know i think it would have been it would have benefited the series overall um, yeah but in that speech you know he is he's speaking on behalf of the, the little guys i mean the, the 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 forgotten ones you know in the minorities and the people who are being affected by these executives you know and they're just moving pieces on a chessboard but they're they're real life people you know yeah and i feel like if we had got to see those real life people being moved around in refugee camps and stuff like that it would have had more of an impact but it's still very impactful yeah uh, right, so <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I do agree that missing plot line there of the refugees would have added a lot more to it. It would have made Carly seem a lot more like a sympathetic 100%. than she was. I think I know, like with Carly, I knew what they were trying to go for while watching it, but I still felt it needed more. It felt very sudden. The yeah, the whole the refugees. I think what was it, it was. One of the plot lines that was supposed to be there was a lot of refugees died, including Mama Danya, uh, because mm-hmm. of like, lack of some vaccine. And they found that they had this vaccine locked up. And that's why she blew up that building, basically. Yeah, that's why it seemed very sudden to go from, you know, her cause and, you know, and she's, she's you know, trying to do right to blowing up a whole a whole building and yeah. killing innocent people, you know. Uh, it did seem very sudden. And I feel like, I feel like that's that's the main issue I've seen people have with the with the series is that left, that storyline. Yeah. Um, being left on the chopping room floor. And it was like there was a lot of her story I think could have been fleshed out on. Like there was as well, but I did like how the similarities between Sam and Steve in that situation where you see in the past Steve talking like you know, they're just kids, and then you have Sam with her, she's just a kid. There yeah, was, yeah. Like, you could see a lot that Sam took a lot of inspiration from Steve. Yeah, even in the in the shield, there's so many scenes that had like such symbolism with the shield, you know, mm. where it was fallen when there was blood on it, you know, when Sam was cleaning the blood off. Yeah. That was that was really powerful, I think, you know. And that's when I knew then that you know Sam was taking that shield, you know, and yeah. that was it. Like yeah, um like tough from taking it. Was, yeah, it was very, it was very symbolic. Um what did you think of the um Carter situation? That I was gonna put was like to me that seemed like Marvel were moving. They had us in the garden watching while they moved extra chairs and sweets and balloons and cake into the house. And then when we walked into the house, they went, surprise. You know, to me, it became so obvious. It was the 
it wasn't a very well done twist. Yeah, I, I like you could see it coming like yeah. that. Um, I think I seen some theories, um, saying that they would have liked it to be Zola, um, and they thought him in a robot body like the yeah. comics would have been a good show. I mean, it could still happen, but um, I don't know. It's very confusing. Um, I'd like to see where it goes because I don't know what the whole situation is with Carter and like you know what our, what our motivations are and where she's going with it. Um, but what well, it was, it was, it was easy, easy to come on, like you know. Yeah, um, it's one them I can I can understand some of our motives. Like you know, I mean, the government that she worked for and put and like basically put her life on the line for didn't give her a pardon, you know, and everyone else was blitzed yeah. for five years and she's stuck out on Madripoor. Yeah, yeah. Which again, I like Madripoor. He's to the X Men. I liked Madripoor. Madripoor was really unique. It felt good. It felt like a bit of a, a bit of a cyberpunk kind of feel to it. Like it was cool. Like in the comics, yeah. that's a mute haven, basically. Like Wolverine yeah. owned his own casino there under the name Pat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I liked I liked Majapur. Um, but yeah, the whole those whole for the whole time, and you know, um, I think. We're... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can you now? <laughs> no, you're going again. Uh, breaking up. I think. Hold on, I'll try and fix it. One second. Jeez, you back on that old internet? Uh, we used to play PlayStation together. Uh, it isn't great. I'll say that much. Um, right. So hopefully that's fixed. Um, yeah, you've seen it coming, but I think they, they could. I liked Madripoor. I liked Patrock. Mm. I mean, I'm a sucker for some George St. Pierre. You know. <laughs> um, for me, to be honest, um, besides the main two characters, um. My standout was Zemo. Zemo was, Zemo was Zemo was other than Sam. Zemo was the main character, right? Zemo was phenomenal, man. This dude breaking out the Jersey Shore fist pump, bringing it back. What a hero, man! He, he stole the scenes, you know, uh, quite often, and he did it in in a way that's like, for some reason, I want to see it. I want to see it as cringy, and I want to see it as corny, but I still love it. Like it's really weird the way he does it. Like he does it so well. You know, like the slow, deliberate, like delivery of his lines. It's so slow and like, you know, thought out, but and it's it, it could so easily come across as like cheesy and cringy, but it does it so well. I don't know what it is, but he, he plays it really well. Look, I've said it since Civil War. Zemo is the best MCU villain. Not yeah, just yeah, he's brilliant. And stuff like that is because of his methods. Like he split the Avengers up without throwing a single punch. Hmm. Like he's a he's a he's a relatable villain you know what I mean like he's he has like really and like really relatable motives you know what I mean like and you can you can tell that it's, it's very personal to him um, and it's the way he goes better. I loved I loved his um, his get up in the in the series as well I wish oh. I wish we saw more of him in the purple mask <laughs> I want that jacket oh it's nice yeah. yeah yeah I couldn't pull it off now but it's nice the thing is and this is why I think he's such a good villain as well is his lines are so double-edged. Like when he's talking the whole time, though, you can't be a super soldier without being a supremacist. Yeah, that was basically. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he was throwing Sam off sense as well because Bucky's there as well. He did say Steve was the only exception. Yeah, but it was yeah. a great line, and it like, well, like he just went straight to supremacy because I think, in my opinion, he had point. But he also he knew if he throws the word supremacy in there to a black man, he's going to get through a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, he 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 is very careful with his words. I like that you you could see that in uh 
in his history in the in the cinematic universe, you know. Um, I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed John Walker as well. I enjoyed hating him, you know. Yeah, and um, their little attempted redemption at the end. I wish they didn't, to be honest. Well, just maybe before we go on to John, Bucky, um, I think Zemo was trying to push Bucky as far into the Winter Soldier as he could to see how much was still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if Bucky showed any glimpses of that, that, that those demons still there, like... You know Zemo's taking advantage of that. Oh, yeah. You know, even in the Majapur scene when he was like, you have to act it with the shoulder, you know, he's trying to get him back into that mind frame, you know, and trying to get them back there. And um, I did enjoy Bucky's arc, you know, his kind of redemption arc and his his arc of like, you know, gaining peace with himself and yeah. his history, you know. And those therapists. I'd say a bit more of it, but. Like, First? his therapist was terrible. Sam done more from him in conversation than his therapist done over the whole. Yeah. 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 Um, I, 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 I'm a sucker for someone with a soldier, you know. I mean, any, any uh, scene he's in, I'm, I'm paying close attention uh, because I love, I love Sebastian Stan. Yeah, that's been the soldier, you know. And um, I, my only complaint will be that we didn't see enough of him, you know. I always want to see more Winter Soldier. Um, but yeah, it Zemo was definitely angling towards getting him into, into yeah. that Winter Soldier mindset, you know. You definitely, you 100 was, and like I thought Zemo was going to try to take him out down at the end. See his whole thing against Super Soldiers and. Even and I'll be honest, for a split second, I thought Zemo was going to take the serum when he seen it on the ground, until he then just snapped yeah. off. For a split second, I was like, "Is he going to take that?" And I was like, "No, he hates super soldiers." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so uh, I don't know, like grim or like it was it was frightening the way he was stamping on that serum. You know, he was yeah. he did it with conviction. You know, what I mean, like you could tell he he was he was putting his personal life into that into those stamps. You know, hundred percent. Um. On to Bucky as well, we were talking there. The two, I think, most important moments for Bucky in the series was, well, not most important, but two that hit me the most were when Ao disengaged his arm. Basically basically saying, yeah, Bucky, listen, we trained you up and we, got, we made you better, but we gave you the arm. We can take that shit away. Yeah, he didn't realise they could do that either. Like, we can literally a... just fucking zip, 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 fucking... <laughs> yeah. like, came to you in a funky town that was a reality check and I like the flashback scenes to when they were uh, purging him of the mid- yeah. soldier mentality and I kind of gave a bit of a bit of a personal edge as well like. yeah you can tell they were close because even the way she just turned and said bass damn you James when like they were walking out like, yeah. they got close when Bucky was in Wakanda I mean you'd have to wouldn't you you know if you're going that deep into someone's psyche like. and then there was my the main standout moment for me with Bucky was him and Sam doing the couples therapy and just that line of if he was wrong about you then he was wrong about me and just a little cracking big moment yeah 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 that shattered me. I didn't think you were going to say that one I was thinking of a different moment but I, that, that's caught me off guard but that was a very I forgot about that that was a very poignant moment as well yeah like that just that completely shattered me when I was watching it I nearly started crying I was like oh shit just a yeah. crack in his voice you could tell how big Steve was in his life I mean he brought him back from the edge really you know it's 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 uh it's heartbreaking for me it was the it was at the end when he was um making amends with the the old man yeah about, about killing his son yeah that one that one hit me man that was really upsetting you know um that one that one hit me that was a big moment for me yeah. you know because it really kind of came to a came to a head came full circle you know he had finally crossed off all the names and he uh he brought himself to do what he knew was right really yeah and even then like um before that, the, his connection with Wakanda, I think, this is why I think he might pop up in Wakanda forever. 
his connection with Wakanda, the fact that he, he eventually did hand Zemo over to him and then basically asked him for one more favor. Uh, I was mm. going, I'm going, bitch, what? <laughs> as soon as he said, yeah, it's for my friend Sam over there. And she's like, I killed Grandy with no water. So we know the suit's made out of fucking full vibranium. So he's basically bulletproof. Man. And he showed that as well when, uh, was it the chopper landed on him? On the yeah, bridge? wings off. shelled up. That was sick. That was sick. That, that makes him a formidable threat, man. Mm. You know, that, that vibranium suit, like. Sounds so, oh, that reminds me of the um the soup being handed over to the the soldier guy. I forget his name. Um, it sets up him becoming the phoenix, right? Yeah, it sets up him becoming the new falcon. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. That's see that all these little things that they're leaving in, you know. Um, like in one division, you know, with um, I'm forgetting everyone's name. <laughs> I'm forgetting everyone's name. The woman who got the powers from going through the. Oh, yeah, Monica Rambo. Yeah, it's, it's these little things that are setting up, you know, characters are gonna are gonna appear later, like or like these things. Yeah, like Sam's arc was incredible. Now we have a couple more characters to talk about, but Sam's arc from going from having that feeling of imposter syndrome at the start to finally taking the shield and saying, "No, you know what? Uh, the government doesn't want me to be Captain America." Isaiah Bradley is saying, "I shouldn't be Captain America." And yeah, telling me to be Captain America, and John Walker is telling me he's Captain America. I'm gonna be my yeah. own. Captain America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a heavy shield to carry, you know. Um, I'm sure it is literally as well, but it's yeah. it's it's oh, a big shield to fill. I don't know. I mean, I've never held vibranium with you. No. Listen, all I know is that Spider Man said that thing doesn't obey the laws of physics whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> well, figuratively, then it's heavy to carry, um, mm-hmm. and it's definitely going to weigh on his back. But uh, he, uh, I don't know. I think he carries it well. He looks good with the shield. Yeah. Um, I like the little the little training montage. Kind of cheesy, but uh, it was. But during that montage, you know, someone on TikTok pointed this out the way they frame the shots with Sam when he's doing his running, there's always space on his left. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. reference yeah. back. This is what I'm saying, man. These little things that these uh, these producers and directors and screenwriters and stuff put in, like these little details, like they don't get enough props for it, I don't think. No, they really don't. And then the people who go through with a fine tooth comb and pick all this stuff up, like it's. It's it's rewarding for them for them you know that their yeah. work is going to going to be noticed. Look, let's talk about um, John Walker then for a hot minute. The guy who literally everybody hated him before he even said had a word in the script. Face man is you know uh, the amount of hatred he got, and it's a testament to how Wyatt Russell played him. Exactly, yeah. It was like it's like so many other characters like Joffrey and Game of Thrones. You yeah. know, like it's these people you love to hate. You know. Um, and I felt the same way. I loved to hate John Walker. Like, I didn't, I, oh, you know, and even when you can see what he's doing, you can see what's coming next. Yeah. It, it makes you hate him even more, you know? Oh, I mean, I, I will say that his, his, uh, his arc was good in the sense that you could see how it progressed, you know, you could see yeah. it going there. You knew where it was going, um, but it didn't just go there straight away. You know, it, it, it showed it developing over a couple of episodes. Like, he started off, with the best intentions. He was just given this job as Captain America, so he was just... Yeah. But problem was, was the way he spoke to Bucky and Sam when he picked him up in the truck. He was just... It was almost like he just couldn't stop putting his own foot in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, mate, you're talking to two of Steve's best friends and you're holding the shield. Yeah, I mean, how do you think it's going to feel? You know, it's a... It's it's a good character act um, in the sense that, like, by the end of it, I don't. I didn't like. Sorry, I didn't like the end of the character arc. 
Um, I mean, I know he's going to go somewhere with that lady and the new suit. Mm. Um, but I think it would have been more effective if he didn't help out in the end. You know? Yeah. I, I, I didn't like the way he jumped in and helped at the end. See, I think with the end, um, I think it was rushed a bit, his redemption arc. And then, you know, after he got his laden shield that he bought down in uh, Sub-City Comics for 50 <laughs> He made that bad boy, man. After he got that blade and bashed in, uh, his missus isn't gonna be happy that all the lids off his bins are missing. <laughs> <clears throat> he just he went and he he done the right thing. I think it was rushed, but it's in a way them trying to bring him around to what he is in the comics, which is more anti-hero than villain. Mm-hmm. With your woman, I'm yeah. like try say all seventeen of her names, <laughs> being the secret cameo. She's long history in the comics as a triple agent, Nick Fury's ex. She was Madame Hydra for a while. Yeah. I think she's going to take the place of General Ross. If you remember from Incredible Hulk and from Civil War, he's the one that slapped the Sokovia Accords in front of the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she's taking his place. And in that, I think she's going to set up the Thunderbolts. Thinking that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think... Some theories about that. Yeah, I think in the Thunderbolts we're going to have... US agent. We could have Zemo. Mm. We might have Bucky go into the tournament. Really? Yeah. Uh, Abomination. And a couple more. I think we're definitely building towards either a Thunderbolt or a Dark Avengers. I think the shining moment for John Walker for me um, was his speech he gave when he was uh, in court mm. after killing the um, Flag Smasher. Yeah. Um, that speech he gave when he was just like letting the emotions out. Yeah. It was brilliant. He he played it very well. He, um, he, he, he was like, You made me this. Like Yeah, I, I mean he had a point. You know, yeah. he did everything he was told he was told to do. You know, I mean he was given an an, an incalculable, incalculable amount of pressure, you know, and it was all put on his shoulders. Um no normal man's gonna carry that, you know, oh. and he ended up not being a normal man. Again, with his uh, him taking the serum, it really goes back to Captain America, the first Avenger. That line about the serum, it makes a good man great. Yeah, he had the right intentions again. You know? yeah. But the problem was, it makes it brings out who you truly are, and it makes if you're bad, it, it's going to make you even worse. But uh, would he would he have went down that road if his partner wasn't killed? See, he'd already taken the serum before his partner was killed. I think his partner mm-hmm. being killed pushed him over the edge. It was a tipping point. Yeah, there was no more angel on his shoulder to, to to pull him back, you know. Which was also, I'm sorry, it was also obvious that he was going to get killed as soon as they brought him in and had uh, John Walker have a black partner. It was like, yeah, right, there's the, there's the death that is going to tip someone over the edge. Yeah, yeah. That scene, yeah, it was... right, that scene of him killing the... Flag Smasher, especially since that was the one at the start of the episode, the base said, I used to look up to Captain America and literally it's have far more graphic. Yeah, I imagine any scene in, in it being it was rough. It was like everyone's around with the phones. It's this, it's this digital age, you know, where like everything you do is being watched, you know, and everyone's around with the phones on, you know, and there's no escaping them. Like, no, and it was just, it was the graphic scene and just standing. Where the camera's panning up at him, 
and you just see the blood on the bottom of the shield and him just standing there mm-hmm. just cut out he portrays a crazy man pretty well I think too well to be honest like the crazy is in his eyes you know I wasn't feel comfortable sleeping beside him at night Kurt Russell's your dad like you know what I mean? oh yeah 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 if you're doing something wrong yeah. he stares at you for a couple <laughs> of seconds like you're gonna stop doing that thing yeah no I think he was great but one of his best scenes I think was with uh, Dora Milaje in the hotel room where he first of all you have no jurisdiction here and then AO's just like the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever they should wherever they should yeah. find themselves I was like yes she's basically saying we do what we want yeah, yeah pretty much and then but he then made the uh... stupid decision of touching them that contradiction he got his ass whipped like and he got his ass kicked. I think that was the moment he decided if he got the super soldier serum, he'd take it. Because at the end of it, that was the line where he said, Yeah, they weren't even super soldiers. Yeah. And he realized like he he isn't all that like no. <laughs> they, yeah, I was meant to compete with these people. Like he's military trained and they kicked his ass. And then there was, Easy, by the way. And then there was the scene where he got his ass kicked a lot. There was a scene where Sam and Bucky took the shield from him. I, to be honest, right, um, when I was watching that, I was like, sure, you have to make a good fight scene out of it. But I was like, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier should take him down a lot easier than they did. Yeah. You know, I felt like they should have beat him up. Like, I felt like it shouldn't have been that hard of a battle. But then I'm thinking, you know, maybe he's a, he's a crazy man, crazy man strength, super serum strength, just lost his partner. You know, he's he's gone crazy, you know. Um, but I, I felt like it was it was a bit... You know, I don't know. I mean, it had to be a big fight scene, you know. Of course it did, but... I think as well, I think it was um, the varying motives going into the fight. I think they were only to fight. Sam didn't want to hurt John. I think Bucky said he didn't want to hurt John, but I think Bucky wanted to hurt him. I think Bucky yeah. wanted to make him feel a little bit of pain. But I think Bucky alone could have beat the fuck out of him, you know? And I don't know. It, that's just what I felt watching it. Um, but I don't know. It has to look good for TV, you know? Yeah, true. Uh, what other moments do we have before we move off? It was, it was so, for six episodes, there was so much to unpack. This is what I was talking about to a, a friend of mine. Um, like, WandaVision was this really slow born, mm. um, really methodical plan and setup. You know, it was, there was so much going on, but in a different way. Yeah. Whereas with the Winter Soldier, the Falcon Winter Soldier, like, it, it jumps straight into the action. Like, yeah. There's no messing around. Like, there was the comedy was still there, which I loved. There's the whole um, androids, aliens, and wizards. Line which is <laughs> brilliant, and um, yeah, I like the uh, the little the little interactions with uh, um, Sam Wilson's sister and Bucky. Yeah, thought that was hilarious. Bucky got invited to the cookout at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was it wrapped up in a nice little bow and built now we towards Captain America four, which was announced to be in the works a few mm. after it finished up. Yeah, I seen it. I seen something that Sam was uh, um, like he found out at a grocery store. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, people don't. It was him? No, Sebastian Stan. The people don't tell us. Sebastian Stan found out he was getting dusted in Infinity War. They went in to film the scene. Really? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That hurt. Tom Holland doesn't find out anything anymore because he keeps yeah, <laughs> just keeps slipping up. I wonder now how much of that is a marketing thing and how much of that is just him slipping up. Yeah, oh, it's I'd say it's 50 50 to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd say the first few times was just him slipping up and then they made it a marketing thing. Yeah, like the poster reveal 
was definitely a marketing thing. Oh, yeah. You know, he was on a live video and he opened it up backwards. And, <laughs> yeah. Although it'd be funny to find out that that was probably the one that wasn't a marketing thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one that looks like it's a, it's a plant. It isn't. Um, but yeah, no, Falcon to be disorder overall. Like, no huge complaints about it. Uh, the arc was, Enjoyed it. was beautiful. The, I do find it great that they're touching on now that Tony's gone. All these former Avengers are going back to their day jobs because there's no cash coming in. Yeah, yeah. That was really interesting, you know, because it, it asks questions people want to know, you know, like, how do you get your money? You know, it's just Tony just trying to a few quid here and there. Like, in an apartment. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Yeah, no, I, overall, it's like I thought it was going to be one division was going to be a really tough act to follow, but Falcon and Winter Soldier kept up. Mm. And then next, really we have Loki now in a couple of months. Loki was my most anticipated uh, Marvel series announced, so I'm hoping that it lives up to my anticipations. Yeah, uh, so much to unpack with that as well. The last trailer, I think, I'm still, everyone's convinced that it's not sitting on that weird looking planet with him. Well, it's a different timeline, isn't it? He's yeah. flown off like he's like it could could well be. And the fact that it come, it's coming out the month after Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. Black Widow looks sick, by the way. Yeah, and your woman who was speaking to John Walker was actually supposed to her big reveal was supposed to be in Black Widow. So I think she's gonna be really Taskmaster to the Thunderbolts as well. Oh, look, I'm can't wait to see Taskmaster. Yeah, that's gonna be a a, a good a good introduction to the, to the cinematic universe. Yeah. Be interesting to see where he's been over the last since this is set like between yeah. World War and Infinity War, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see that. But let's get on to talking about the 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 title reveals and the movies that are coming up next. So we have Lead the Way Horse. We have Black Widow first. Um people have been talking about that for about two years since it's supposed to come out. So there's much more you can touch on that. I'm looking forward to it. Um I just said they're seeing Taskmaster. Seeing that one more time, uh, seeing her being the focal point, and if the rumors are true, see her handing over the mantle to her younger sister for going forward. Then we have uh, Shang-Chi, uh, Legend of Ten Rings. We're finally going to get to see the real Mandarin rather than <laughs> English dude watching football, drinking a few beers. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you just watch the trailer for it? Um, I don't think I watched the full trailer. I think I've seen clips online, but I watched the full trailer. Um, I watched. I didn't even see the full trailer for the Eternals, but I'm looking forward to the Eternals. Well, they haven't released um, the trailer for it just yet. Oh, really? Yeah, I seen. I seen some some sort of breakdown. I think. Mm. Um, Shang Chi looks really good. I don't know much about the character myself. I've openly admitted that, so I'm gonna be going in here with fresh minds. Like, that's it. Going in with no expectations. Going in with yeah. a, an open mind. Um, it does look amazing. So. Know, Interesting that I did. I love watching all the older um, Far East uh, Kung Fu movies and the martial arts movies. Uh, it seems like this is going to mix that with Marvel and superhero stuff, and that just sounds amazing to me. So, yeah, yeah looking forward to it. Yes, then, yeah, we've Eternals, and we've only got a few snippets of it in that Marvel's that thing they released a while back where they announced the titles. I can't wait to see our own, our own Barry Kellen. Yeah, yeah. Very big role for him. Watching as I reached out to you on Twitter for an interview and you haven't got back to me yet. <laughs> it's a big role for him. I just uh, I just finished my course and he played. There was this book had um, a short story and it called Calm with Horses, which was later adapted into a film. And he played one of the main characters in the film, and it was amazing. Um, he's he's brilliant. 
I still remember him from his love hate days. Yeah, back when he was a, a nipper. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, it's him. It's He's actually, doing well for himself. It's a serious cast. You have um, two Game of Thrones actors, Aaron Barry Cowan, Angelina Jolie, uh, Gemma Chan, who was amazing things. And now they have the director now won an Oscar there at the Oscars for really? Nomadland. Nice. So I believe it's a serious lineup. Watch someone correct me now. I watch it wasn't Nomadland. Watch, well, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if you haven't seen a month on it yet, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do about it because I'm not sure when it's even going to be set. Is it going to be set in the past, the present? I've seen some theories that's going to be set in a like a variety of timelines. Like it's going to go over the course of multiple years. You know, yeah. Um, it does. It, it seems pretty confusing to be honest. Um. It seems like there's going to be a lot of moving parts, yeah, um, and a lot to kind of um, keep track of. But that's that's a good thing in, in some ways, you know. And um, there's so much this like alien switches and androids and all that stuff. You know, it's going, it's going to be all of it. Like, it is it's going to be interesting to see? And um, there's not much really more you can say about. It. I've read a couple of Eternals comics in my time, not enough to put together a feasible theory. But I'm excited to see where they go, where they go with it, and how it's going to affect the MCU going forward. And mm. um, then we have the one I'm most looking forward to. I was just gonna say, yeah, <laughs> my boy, no way home. Um, and recently, I don't know if you Andrew Garfield was asked about the rumors of him being in the movie, and basically he was like, "I'm not in it." <laughs> I'm sure there's some NDAs they've signed, though. I'm sure they can't say he's in it. Like there could be, you know. Yeah. Um, but basically, he seemed pretty adamant. He seemed pretty like almost pissed off the whole thing of being asked, "Is he in it?" Constantly. I'd be pissed off as well if I couldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. About it. I am one of the few people that does not want to see Andrew Garfield or especially Tobey Maguire in <laughs> <a> movie. <laughs> I'm open-minded. Um, if it's done well, it's done well. Um, Kirsten Dunst, mind. that's my big problem. She really? was in the media publicly bashing the MCU Spider-Man. And now they're bringing her in for this movie. Like, I just hope it's a good movie. I just hope it's a good movie. That's all I hope. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Alfred Molina theories. Uh, theories. I don't know. This could be like, it could be so vast with this whole multiverse thing going on. I keep forgetting that like they left off um, far from home. With, with Gyllenhaal on the, the massive screen, you know, and revealing his identity. That's it's a massive thing to leave off on, you know. And I think people have to remember that before going to this movie, you know, because it's it has to be a big, a big plot line, you know. Yeah. Surely there's no way they just brush past it, you know. There has to be something at the end of the movie of him getting his of his identity becoming secret again. Um in the comics to get after Civil War to get his identity back as a secret, he needed to sell his marriage and his past memories with Mary Jane to the devil to get his nice. secret identity put back but also to save Aunt May from a gunshot wound nice so some Mephisto shadow in WandaVision my show <laughs> I say everyone is sick of hearing that name <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing with the Falcon and the Soldier there's so many theories that like didn't really come to light in the end yeah um, I, think it's one, I think it's one of the one of the negative things about knowing so much about comics and watching a series you know you come up with all these different endings in your head and then it, it ends up being the most vanilla, the most, the most, you know, the most, the most uh, boner, obvious ending. 
Like, that was amazing. I'm sorry, but how much money do you think it cost them to get Evan Peters in one division? Uh, not that much. I, I mean, he's a big actor. I say a couple of mil. He is a big actor, but it's also like it's 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 a fun opportunity. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a big deal as well. Hey, I mean, there wasn't much screen time. I say at least half a mil, at least. And listen, more power to him if he's getting that much to do it. Like half a million. So much hours of script writing time for a dick joke. I wish there was more to it though. I wish I it was more than just be. you dreamt him up. I think there might be because at the end of it all, we never really found out who Jimmy's missing witness protection person was. Mm. Mm. So, that like, well, that's your questions. Here we are on one division now. Yeah, that's because <laughs> that's how much I don't want to talk about Tobey Maguire being anywhere near my Spider Man. Okay, any other theories then other than the, the previous Spider Man? I think it's going to be Sinister Six. Um, I think we're Melina coming in as Doc Ock, Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. Really? Um, honestly, it's it's hard to say, but I know the ending of it is going to be leading into the next one. Okay, I was getting mirrored wrong, Doctor Strange, because um, that that one division, No Way Home, and Doctor Strange have all been said to be linked together. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see there what Doctor Strange has to do with. It. Um, I think something happens that cracks the multiverse, and that's what that's what's going to lead it into Doctor Strange. Um, Spider Man's like, please bring us back in time, so no one knows who I am. Yeah, to do, do do something. Doctor Strange's like, you know, if I could bring us back in time for anything I wanted, I could Tony probably still be alive, paying all our bills. True. Um, no, True. I've no real theories for it. To be honest, I just. I'm excited for it. I hope it's really good. I hope he keeps the black and red suit that we're seeing in all the pictures that from the end of Far From Home because that suit was perfect. Mm, mm. I like that. Looking forward to more more Tom Holland and what they're going to introduce. I'm seeing people have commented about leaks and everything on Twitter and I'm avoiding them like the plague. I don't want to know. I don't want to know any leaks. That's fair. I just love the the catalogue of villains Spider-Man has and I hope to see as many as we can. Gallery in comics. Oh yeah, yeah. He has such a, a massive catalogue of villains, and I'm looking forward to see as many as you can. Like even in the Spider Verse movie, um, like some like I I rewatched it recently. Like it was it's just amazing, such a yeah. good movie. Like, um, I love seeing Prowler in in, uh, in Spider Verse. Unreal. There is the ongoing rumor that Daredevil is going to be in. I seen. Didn't it be? Wasn't it? Um, later announced that the actor who plays is a Karen. Yeah, I think someone was saying or saying a leak or a rumor or something that she was in it. So Daredevil could be his lawyer. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I did an yeah. essay on Daredevil recently. Oh really? Yeah, I have a comics and fantasy module had. I did an essay on uh, origin stories and their function. How do you, how do you Daredevil and Batman? Mention this to like your nerdy ass brother that you have a module on comics. Sorry, it was comics and fantasy because. It was 100% um, of the, the assessment was on the final essay. So I just didn't attend the, didn't attend the module. <laughs> <laughs> Went to the first class. He was like, yeah, 100% of the grade goes to your essay. And I was like, all right, I'm out. You missed a trick there. You could have easily just sent that over to me. And I'd like... Listen, I, that's, I, don't, I don't do that, you know? Once I, if, I, if I write the word essay on Twitter, like there's 6,000 essay bots. 
that replier and they're like let us write your essay for you and i'm like no i wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel right you know it wouldn't feel right very well could have helped could have i thought about it then i was like no there's myself <laughs> no he'll take all over the, he'll take over the whole essay i looked at a lot of uh, i downloaded the ebooks and stuff it was it was an interesting process what made you pick there um it tied in well with, i i want to do a compare contrast thing and um he was a representative of the disabled community hmm. uh, was blindness you know um uh represented the the working class you know um was a pro bono lawyer in his in his free time so his whole thing was to fight for justice whether it was in his in his vigilante hmm. uh, career or in his personal life you know um just an interesting kind of motivations um and it was it mirrored batman's in a way but also without with the money you know yeah interesting if you get that back i want to read it i have it send it on anyway moving on send it over there. this is just, just like old times we are just veering off in every single different direction so that's what happens when you have the, the dynamic dynamic to the world <laughs> in the podcast like comic-con crew back together <laughs> i'm down dead shot listen listen next next time i'm going is harley quinn <laughs> I'm going to see you in tights. Listen, we're not to pay that much. <laughs> Moving on. Just come um, over on Thursday night. <laughs> Moving on. Next after Spider Man is Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. My big theory for this one is I know it's basically about Nightmare is going to be the big villain for it. Mm. I think Wanda is going to be the pseudo villain for it. Really? Yeah, I think I mean, she looked pretty sinister in the post credit scene of One Vision. Yeah. I think you know, she looked like a sorcerer supreme. She's gonna push too far trying to get the kids back, and you know, Stevie Strange is gonna be like, uh, here, like, you know, like best sur- surgeon, yeah, sorcerer. <laughs> you can't really take that from me as well, you know. What I mean, a car <laughs> took surgery from me, don't take the sorcerer from me. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I, I'm looking forward to seeing just like anything that deals with the multiverse um, has my attention, you know, because the possibilities are endless there. Yeah, um, quite literally. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, and yeah, Wanda has an interesting kind of couple uh, couple of appearances left, doesn't she? Like she's she's going an interesting route. Like, well, like and so is Vision. I'm looking forward to seeing where Vision goes. Yeah, it's confirmed that she's the most powerful character in the MCU. Mm. Like, and yeah. we've known that since Endgame. Let's be honest. Like, Thanos, the only reason she didn't kill Thanos is because he basically nuked his he ran down hell for her. Yeah, he nuked his, whole, <laughs> his whole, own army to get her off. Him. <laughs> she would have slaughtered. He didn't even know who she was. <laughs> That's still the best meme ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who you are. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that how that movie shakes out. Um, one does a pseudo villains good good uh, good theory. Um, I've no theories. I've no theories for any days, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I've no idea where that's going to go, but I'm just excited to see where it does go. Yeah. Um, Vision will be back. I'm not sure when, but he will be back, and he'll come back as White Vision, but he'll come back with all Vision's feelings and memories back. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think there's going to be any hints towards the X Men in multiverse? If anywhere is going to do it, if any one of these movies is going to do it, it's that one. It'd be that one. You know. Yeah. Also. Oh, it's the end. That's going to be up to Fantastic Four teaser. Yeah, we'll, <clears throat> we'll get on to that. Um, moving on, so we have Thor, Love and Thunder then. 
that's the one I'm looking forward to most. Let's be honest. You know, I just, I just, I have a soft spot for Tora, man. Like people are getting, people are pissed. At Sam taking the shield. Yeah, wait till they get a load of Jay and taking the hammer. That sounded dirty. I'm gonna refresh. It didn't until he said it. It didn't until he said it. <laughs> <clears throat> She's taken the hammer before. This is a different type of hammer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just keep talking. That's one. Keep there. I think the uh, neckbeard, the fat neckbeards living in their mother's basement, are gonna lose their shit. They're gonna be throwing their "Make America Great Again" hats all over the place when they see Jane Foster take the mantle of Thor. Listen, um, I can't wait. I, I'm looking forward to the backlash. That'll be fun. Um, I'm just not a Jane Foster fan. That's that's my concern. You know, um, I don't like the actress. That's yeah, that's what I meant. Um, who plays her again? Um, she played. I always forget her name. Not the one, the American Kira Knightley. What? She plays her woman Padme in Star Wars. I always forget her name, but I'm just not. I'm just not a massive fan. I'm, I'm just not, not a massive fan of her because she left after the second Thor movie because basically she thought she yeah. was too big to be in. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, the second Thor movie was dog shit. It was. It was. I still have soft spots for Thor, man. Though yeah. I love Thor. Um, that's the one. That's the one. I'm not a massive Natalie Portman fan. Um, I I just I don't know where it is. It's just one of those things, you know. I just can't explain it. Just not a massive fan. I'm not a huge um, for myself. Like I, I know she was great. People loved her in Black Swan, which was a good movie. A bit of a head fuck, but um, she was as good as she could possibly be in Star Wars. And I liked her in the first tour. I thought in the first tour you could see she was putting her energy into the movie. I liked. What's the girl's name? Kat Dennings. Plays, yeah, yeah, Darcy <clears throat> in one division as well. Yeah, Darcy's amazing. Oh, she's fantastic. Uh, I, her and Jimmy I love that character. Yeah, yeah, I love that character, but I never really gravitated towards um, Nelly Portman's Jane Foster. Uh, so tell me, how's it going to happen then? How is, how is, how is Jane Foster taking the hammer? She's not, I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to play it out. I think a lot of it all depends on what happens in Doctor Strange. Really, I think Doctor Strange is going to just have a ripple effect through all these movies. Like, I mean, you'd imagine so. Like, we know Thor is currently with the Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think the same way Doctor Strange is going to have a massive effect, that Quantumania is going to have a massive effect as well, oh, I think. So that's what I think is going to have a massive effect going into Phase 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where Quantumania is going to be felt the most. Yeah. yeah. So, nothing really, I've no real theories for it again, because from my knowledge, Thor was with the Guardians, and I thought we'd see Guardians first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, won't you see a bit more Korg? Won't you see Korg at least once more? I'm happy yeah. enough. Um, and what's her name? Tessa. Tessa Thompson. As Valkyrie, yeah. yeah. She's brilliant as well. Uh, let's see her come back. Yeah. I want to see um, the queen of Asgard. Yeah. She's she's brilliant. Um, but like that, I just want to see Chris Hemsworth's tour for as long as I can. Yeah. I think he's... he's, uh, <clears throat> he's this is his final phase now. I think he's done after this phase. To be fair, he... Well, Gave us some good memories. That'll be me on my way out then. <laughs> no Chris Hemsworth? No little brother. <laughs> wow. All the Chris's are gone. Nice. All the brother's gone. 
Yeah, moving on. Then we have uh, another title was released. Uh, we have Wakanda Forever. Um, great title, I think. Um, I love it. Yeah. Where Chadwick passing. And it says that it's going to explore the world of Wakanda and everyone in it a bit more. So it'd be interesting to see whether they're going to do some CGI to for T'Challa or whether they're going to seen, on screen. I've seen someone saying that they weren't going to do that. Mm. Um, I've seen someone denying that they're going to do CGI. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. No, I wouldn't. I think everyone knows, you know, what the story is. We don't need to see it on screen. Yeah. Um, I just I don't think it would be tasteful to no. um CGI. To do CGI. Yeah. So it's emotional enough. We already know. Yeah. I think it's a right. rock hard place situation. I think killing them off off screen as well is people will be unhappy either way. Yeah. Exactly. Um, My personal taste would be to do it off screen. Yeah. But then the next question is the one that's bothering everyone is who's taking up the mantle. They've confirmed they're not asking the chatter. Yeah, it's Shuri. I think it's the right move to not recast. Shuri as Black Panther. Mm. That's all I'm campaigning for. There's a theory I've seen. Martin Freeman as Black Panther. Martin Freeman. (laughs) I've seen um, a theory going around that. Not a theory. Someone basically a hope. They're like, if the Black Panther dies, that's your leader and your strongest warrior dead. So maybe they'll split it up in this movie. Have Shuri become Queen of Wakanda. Have Okoye become Black Panther. Mm, yeah. I think it'd be yeah. great. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to go the comic route and have Shuri become Black Panther. Do you know what I'm wondering, though, is originally you watched Black Panther and the herb that they have that gives the, that grants the powers of Black Panther is gone. Kill them or kill, he burned them all. Yeah. And then they got one last one for, for T'Challa. They, they can't just grow more, can they, without any of the materials there? I think if they do, they'd have to explain it somehow. I think they have they have to address that, you know. Oh, we just grew more. Like you, 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 you. could have something to do with it. True. <laughs> Again, True. we don't know how much effect this is going to have on yeah. all movies. Oh, I'd like to see Shuri as Black Panther. Yeah, um, Shuri will take the mantle. It'll be a great, great role. Um, and I mean, seeing a woman as Black Panther as well would be amazing. Yeah. You know, um, she's brilliant. She was brilliant in in every scene she was in. Yeah, any movie like she's she's amazing. Like I think we'll see um, show up at some stage as well. Yeah, yeah, most likely. He needs he needs to make amends. I think Ao's still a bit pissed at him. He needs to make amends. Who's going to be the villain in in Wakanda Forever? I seen one theory, and it was like America could be the villain because Wait. with Wakanda opening up, mm. you know, some places might feel threatened. We have Barrel there. It could you know? could well be I. Would love to see. I don't think he'll be the villain, but I think they might introduce him at the end of it. I think we might see the introduction of Namor. I was thinking that as well. Yeah, that'd be great. That makes him and Wakanda and Atlantis do not get along. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. They're actually at war in the comics, so you know, I mean, I think it will be interesting. So I think we might see his introduction in this movie. Yeah, that'd be good. Like that, these movies are so far away, and there's so much to happen before them that we can't really know. Yeah. Um, where they're going to go, you know, just these vague ideas. It's just that little, and it's perfectly placed. That little bastard right in the middle there. Yeah. Just. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real curveball. I think the Eternals could be a real curveball as well. Though. You could too, you yeah. know, because they've been around for so long and they have so much power as well. Like they're, they could be a real curveball. Yeah. Um, and they can crop up in the future movies as well. 
yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they're going to pop up as well. But yeah, no, we're kind of forever. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm sure it'll be a very, I'm sure everyone's going to be in tears at the opening credits because I'm sure they're going to have a memorial for Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, the Marvel are good about that. You know, they did yeah. the same thing for Stanley, I think, didn't oh, they? Oh, I think for Stanley, broke my heart. Still does to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Still to this day, breaks my heart. But um, then I'm going to have to get up to move out of the way if it is. We have <laughs> the Mar- Marvels. Um, first, we have Miss Marvel getting her own show coming out this year, which I'm looking forward to. Um, she's a great character. She's going to be one of the newer created characters to get we get on screen. Um, she's only kicking since, I think, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'd be interesting. I like her powers. I like her storyline in the comics. I'm a big fan of that. And then she's gonna. She's been confirmed to be in the Marvels movie. It's gonna focus. Monica Rambeau's gonna show up in, in the Marvels movie as well. Yeah, it's gonna be focusing on Monica Rambeau, Carol, and Kamala Khan. But again, I'm wondering who's like who. Who's the who's the bad guy in this one? You know who are they? That's that's my that's what I want to know in these films. You know who are they who are they fighting? We know the villain for Thor. Uh, Thor, God Butcher, played by Christian Bale. Oh, nice! And I then didn't know that. we have Zeus is going to be in that movie too. So I think we're going to see the introduction of Hercules. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so there too we, we definitely know we know the villain we know the villain for some of them we know the villain for Black Widow is going to be Taskmaster yeah yeah Shang-Chi is the Mandarin uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is Tobey Maguire uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange is Nightmare Thor is the God Butcher we don't know for Black Panther and we don't know for the Marvel things to, and then we know for Ant-Man it's Kang the Conqueror Mm, yeah, yeah, that'll be a good, that'll be a good introduction. Well, uh, for the Marvels, I'd be interested. Look, I'd love to see Blue Marvel come into it. He's a big character in the comics and extremely powerful character in the comics. I'd love to see him come in and them actually eventually form their own Ultimates team. Because they had the likes of Carol, the Blue Marvel, Monica Rambeau, all on it. Mm. There was some. Uh, I've seen someone recently speculating that that um, Captain Marvel might lose some some of her powers, or at least have her powers diminished in some way. With the um the stones, because she was she was tied to the stones in some way, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she drew a power. The Tesseract. Yeah. yeah, she drew a power from this from and it's been it's been destroyed. So I think she might I think there's been some speculation if she might lose some powers. I hope not. Um, I think that we just not lose powers, but I think it diminish in powers. Hmm. I think that's just kind of pandering to the people who are all crying about her being too overpowered. But it's pretty it's pretty common art though, you know. If someone loses part of their powers or loses a bit of their ability, you know, and you know, in spite of money loses his, his suit, you know, and yeah. I have to find a way to, you know, I think it, it's it's very possible, I think. Well, I'd, I'd need to do a, like a full show again on the people still hating on Captain Marvel. I like, haven't rewatched it since I first watched it, I have to be honest. Like, just what they hate on her for, they hate on her, she's too arrogant and overpowered. Thor exists. Tony exists. Like, you're talking about arrogance, Tony Stark and Thor. Uh, you're talking about overpowered Thor. And then there was the whole... yeah. We didn't get that big fight scene at the end. She was overpowered by how easily she beat her villain. It's like, yeah, her villain tried to mentally manipulate her by saying, "You don't need your powers to fight me." And she was that's like, "That's the way it should be." I I would have not liked if she was like, "Yeah, yeah I would beat you with my my hands." No, blast his ass. Pew, boy. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Yeah, why would the fuck would I waste the energy when I can just pew pew? Yeah. 
Like, oh, you need your powers to beat me? Yeah, I have them. So, like, <laughs> if, if you were a gun, I bet you'd shoot me. Yeah, I'm not going to not use them. Like, that's what they're for. But that's like uh, the Marvels. I'm excited to see the treatment together because Kamala Khan grew up as a lifelong Captain Marvel fan. And um, so it'll be interesting to see. They've had some run ins in the comics and some great moments in the comics. So I'm interested to see what route they're going to take. But I'm most interested to see what the argument was about between Monica and Carol. Why they're not on speaking terms. Mm. Mm. That'd be interesting. There's so many, like, there's so many new characters being introduced. Not even like it likes of Monica, you know, and like the likes of the new the new Falcon that's gonna be introduced. Like there's so many of these smaller new characters that are coming in. It's gonna be hard oh, to keep track of like. Oh, we're getting um and this actually leads into Quantumania. We're getting a young Avengers movie in the next five years. Oh yeah. And like I mean, um what's Aunt Man's daughter's name again? Cassie. Cassie, isn't she gonna be uh that's, a hero? That's where we're going from now. Um yeah. They recast her. Um, oh, really? The girl who played Cassie in Infinity War, in yeah. Endgame, when Scott came back, found out she was recast for the role through social media. That's rough, man. Yeah. That's rough. And what, why, though? Um, does, I think they don't think they were planning at first to go this route, but I think now they're planning to make her take up the mantle. They wanted someone maybe more acting chops and who looked more comic accurate. So she's going to take the cast at the end of the movie and she's going to take her on. She'll be Stature, which is the comic book name for Cassie Lang. And mm. she'll be Stature by the end of the movie. This so. passing the mantle thing is a theme, though, isn't it? Like Hawkeye is going to be passing the mantle to his daughter as oh, well. Yeah. I can't wait for that show, for Kate Bishop to come in. Me too. I've always been a massive Hawkeye fan. You know this. Yeah. You no, know, I've always... Why should you do yoke on him if you're talking about disabled things and stuff? Because he's deaf in the comics. Yeah, see, the, there was, it was a limit to the characters on the course and the figures on the course. And um, the origin stories of Batman and, and Daredevil were some of the, the ones I knew better. Um, yeah. And some of the ones that they were both on the course and I knew them and they kind of worked well together. So I would have aced that class. I probably would have, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just comics, it was like there was The Hobbit and um, like there was. He read it, huh? you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Watchmen and stuff. There's lots, there's lots of it. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting class for that one class that I did attend. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, Hawkeye hadn't passed the mantle. Passing the mantle is going to be phase four to get ready for phase five. A lot of the heroes we know are getting phased out now for... I tell you what, man, it's going to be tough to see them all getting phased out. It is. It's going to be tough seeing all these faces that we've watched for 10 plus years. Kind of getting old and passing on, like I'm surprised they're still in this phase. To be honest, I thought it was going to be the end of them when conveniently the original Avengers were among the people to not get dusted in Infinity War. I thought, yeah, yeah. going to be their last hurrah, yeah. But it's something it's it's completely new for me, and I think for a lot of people, and in seeing like we're gonna like there's gonna be a new generation going up with their Avengers and their heroes, you know, yeah. Like we grew, we grew up with these heroes, you know, and we're not gonna see them anymore on the screen. Like, look at it's, it. It's, it's going to be mad. Already, Nat is dead. Tony's dead. Steve is on the moon. Um, that's one of my favorite ongoing jokes throughout that show. Yeah. Um, Thor's going to be passing on the mantle. Um, who else is. Hulk is. There hasn't been. I think he might pop up in She Hulk. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. Because this back backdrop doesn't show a lot of the shows that are coming out. Um, but anyway, we're talking about Quantumania. We'll get back into the other shows now. We'll do a quick bit in the end. Uh, Quantumania. This will be a big shake-up as well, I think. Yeah, with Kind of Conqueror coming in as well. Mm. And this is what I mean. For Young Avengers, I think with Kind the Conqueror and with Quantumania, I think between fucking this and Quantumania, Wanda's twins are going to come back. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Um, it's going to be... But then it's going to be Wanda's twins. We're going to have Stature. I think No Way Home might begin to introduce Miles Morales. Mm, yeah. So we've got Miles. And um, we'll have um, Cassie Lang, the new Hawkeye, and they're going to form the Young Avengers. Yeah. That's, they're so young as well. Yeah. I know it's Young Avengers, but like they're Young Avengers. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It'll be, it'll be like, like kids that are like... That are like Young, like that, are too young to have seen our Avengers. We've grown up with these Avengers and like, these movies and these heroes, and it's just it's crazy to think. Like, it's great though that they're gonna have their own moments. Like, they might not remember, but we'll always know this whole thing started with three words: "I am Iron Man." Yeah, yeah. And with them, it's gonna start somewhere different, and they're gonna have that moment of going back and watching through all the movies. And yeah. It's great to know they'll have that enjoyment. That's another thing is like they're starting like they, they need to catch up, you know. They kind of need to go back and watch and catch up, you know. There's what twenty three like movies. yeah, like there's, there's a lot to catch up on. So you can't just jump. Well, you could just jump in, but like there's so much you're missing out on. Yeah, by not catching up, you know. It's crazy, but it's brilliant at the same time. Who would have ever thought back before Iron Man one that we were going to get a comic universe this vast? Not even a comic universe this fast, but a comic comic universe that means so much, you know. Um, because like people disregard superhero movies as just you know superhero movies, but like as we've seen with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, these have like massive social commentary in them, you know, and representation uh, in these shows and, and movies that it's it's very important to get grown up these days. No, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Um, last thing, I have a couple of questions for you at the end, but that's from things are so. This movie isn't on it, but we have Guardians. Don't ask me questions. We have Guardians Volume 3 coming out. Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out, right, there's already James Gunn said there's going to be a big death in this movie. Someone pointed out the colour schemes of the titles have teased who the big death was. The first one was a kind of brown colour group. Second one was blue and red, Yondu. This one seems to have the colours of Rocket Raccoon. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Mm. Would make sense. Um, as beloved as a character he is, as he is and has been, mm. I don't think he's as pivotal as, as some of the other characters and as important going forward. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word expendable, but it's it's more of a, it's still an emotional, impactful death while not impacting the rest of the the timeline of the movies going forward. The- yeah, I agree. He's one of the only characters that his death would bring forth the emotional response you want while also not tying their hands for the future movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I don't know what to be saying. I have a little group toy here though. Hold on, what? <laughs> so I don't want group toy. Um, I don't know. I think Drax would be the same way though. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, if you if you kill Drax, it'd be the same thing, you know. You, you, no one wants to see him go, but it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, mess up their plans for future films. That's the thing where people are getting confused. Some people are saying the color schemes for Rocket Raccoon and Drax are very similar, so it could be either. I wouldn't. Yeah, it makes sense. Both of those would make sense. I I would put bets on it being one of those. I wouldn't say it wouldn't surprise me with Drax. I know Batista doesn't really enjoy playing the character anymore. Oh really? Yeah, apparently you think he's just done with the superhero genre now. That's fair. Um, yeah, if I had to put a bet on, I'd put a bet on um, one of those two. If I had to put a bet on one, I probably would say Drax, to be honest. Yeah. But they're not going to kill off just, They're not going to kill off Gamora. No. Um, what about Nebula? Could be Nebula. Doesn't go with the whole colour scheme theory, though, but... <laughs> I'm going to base it off on, all on colour schemes. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's it's the TikTok rabbit hole I went down, and you know I'm stuck down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. So that's you basically what I'll ask you. What movie from Phase Four you look forward to the most? Um, it's a tie between what's on your bottom left again. I forget which one. I forget which uh, one's on your bottom left. Wakanda Forever. All right, it's um. A tie between No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness for me. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's No Way Home and uh, yeah, Multiverse of Madness as well. Mm. I'm looking forward to them all, but those are the two I'm most hyped for. Those are the two that I have the most questions about, yeah. Um, Quantumania, I think, is going to be better than I expected it to be. Yeah. You know? um, I've always enjoyed Ant-Man, um, but I think that'll be a bigger deal than the previous two Ant-Mans, of course. Yeah. Um yeah, no, and then Captain America four coming somewhere down the line. Um but yeah, you've mentioned earlier I had something to say about Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, there was a teaser at the end of the at the end of the, the title release thing. Um I was just wondering if there might be some sort of post credit scene in Multiverse of Madness or in one of these movies that might hint towards it. Um and I'm just I'm just all for a Marvel made Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think there has to be a the post credit scene, but I don't think it'll be in any of the ones this year. Really? Uh, because they haven't even finished writing the script yet. Yeah. So hasn't even began pre-production. Yeah. Uh, that, but, that, there'll be some sort of hints though. There'll be some yeah. references or or hints in these films. I think. I'm interested to see who they cast. Yeah. I still it looks like these are going to be the next the next few. Uh, the next that's that's the next introduction. It's going to be the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think. I still love the, the fan casting of John Krasinski as John Krasinski is 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 brilliant. Yeah, his wife Emily Blunt is it as Sue Storm. Um, I love, and this might be a controversial one. I love Zac Efron as Johnny Storm. I think Zac Efron has improved vastly in his. I life. think we should see Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. You never know. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, I don't know. I've no, I've no theories about who to cast. I've never been good at casting, um, or thinking of. I can never think of actors. You know, I did see a TikTok recently though, and it was some guy who was like, John Berntal shouldn't have played the Punisher, and I was like, what? He's yeah, yeah. And by the start of the video, I was like, shut the hell up. Then by the end of it, I was like, you know what? Good show. Yeah, I think Daniel Radcliffe might get cast as Wolverine in the future. Oh, I don't know if I like that now. You're a mutant, Harry. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I don't want to see Wolverine. Controversial opinion. I don't want to see Wolverine within the first two X Men movies. 
I think, yes, okay, he's the most popular X-Men character, but I think he stole the show in Fox's X-Men movies to the point where they had to include him in their new universe through Days of Future Past. And I think yeah, it yeah. away from a lot of the other characters. And it just goes to show how amazing Hugh Jackman was at playing him. But also, yeah. a big character can overshadow all these other ones. And no one yeah, I mean, the X-Men have some great characters and we didn't get to see enough of them. Yeah, so It's a fair point. Um, but I'm a sucker for Wolverine, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to go two movies at home. Give me a, instead of a movie, give me a Xavier Institute Disney Plus show. Yeah. 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 A, little, a little high school drama. Exactly. Look at us. Look at us. Get us back. <laughs> I wore my hat now. I didn't want my lockdown here to be on full show. I just, I mean, I've, I've been cutting my own hair. Not too bad, huh? You have a set style, you like, you know me, I'll change my mind every 20 minutes. Just buzz it, man. Just buzz it. That's what I was doing. I'm terrified. for a long time. Huh? I'm terrified that I'd have a weird shaped head. Probably do. <coughs> Listen. Um, I have a nice hair. I have a, I have a good hairline, so it's okay if I shave it. I have a, I have a fat head, so. <laughs> um, what else do we have? A few more questions then, actually, to end, because I think we covered everything there. Big debate going on at the minute, and I put up a TikTok as part of that debate. Uh, people are still giving out that the MCU Spider-Man has not shown Uncle Ben or referenced him enough. What are your thoughts on it? There's no need. There's no need, let's be honest. Um, this is part of the essay that I did on origin stories. Origin stories are um, massively impactful to how you identify the characters. But when an origin story has taken on a life of its own, and when it's so recognisable, to the point where everyone knows it, there's no need to keep rehashing it. You know, it's it's wasting screen time. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think. I think everyone knows it, and slight references to it are enough because everyone knows it. Um, so like that, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's necessary to be honest. Yeah, I agree. That's what I said. My thing was, um, I think they will give him a full reference eventually. I think we've had little bits. We've had the little speech to Tony on the bed, you know, when you can do the things I do, you don't. Bad things happen to, to people. Um, and they, that was your fault. They had the initials on the suitcase when he was going away and far from home. They had the whole thing of him asking uh, asking Tony not to tell May about being Spider-Man because she's been through enough. Like, that was a hint at Ben's death. And I just think in his current arc at the moment, there hasn't been a need for it. And if they had a shoehorned it in into a quick throwaway reference, it wouldn't have felt right. I think he needs also, to. He's going to reference it, bring it in the story arc that needs it. As wrong as it seems, okay, as, like, just bear with me here. As bad as it sounds, I don't think it's as impactful with a young Ben, like a young Uncle Ben, to be honest. You know, um, like it was, it was a big surprise seeing this young, attractive Ame, yeah. you know, compared to what we have been seeing. I don't think I think everyone has this this notion of Spider-Man's origin story, but you know, old Uncle Ben, you know, this old wise man who was such a big figure in, in Spider-Man's up, upbringing, um, who tragically loses his life. You know, I don't I don't think I, that sounds terrible. I know, but I don't think that story is as impactful when it's a younger man. Yeah, I don't no, know why. I don't know why. I think it's just the, the sympathy thing. You know, you you have this kind of thing for older people. You know. I get your idea. I see your point. I think though, I think they could make him look older because, to be fair, we own Marissa Tomei. She's fifty. Like, yeah. 50. yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, year old women look a lot younger nowadays than they did back in the sixties and seventies because yeah, life expectancy is higher. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a big deal. They're not referencing it enough because no, I think. I, don't, I think um, eventually they will reference it and they will bring the line everyone wants to hear in, but I just don't think it's been. There's been place for it just yet. Yeah, you don't want it to feel forced. No, no there's you don't no, want there's no need to, to force it. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to. Like, there's no need to rush it in. You know, um, if you feel like you have to include it in in the films, you're going to put it in, in a way that's not authentic. You know, it's not yeah. uh, relatable. You know, and. I'm interested to see whether um, Childish Gambino is going to be on the casting for any of the future Spider-Man movies. Oh man, Donald Glover. He played um, Aaron uh, Morales in the Homecoming. Yeah. He played Uncle Aaron. So he, they're going to need to bring him back for Miles' origin. Listen, you can... Anything with Donald Glover in it. Oh, sign me up. Oh my. You know? Yeah, he's he's modern day Renaissance man. So I can, I would definitely advocate for for bringing Donald Glover back. He's amazing. Was, yeah, that's all the questions I have. Is so many movies. Any further questions, Your Honor? <laughs> um, the cinemas will be opening up soon, so maybe we can go see some movies together again. Yeah, we sit six feet apart. And yeah, that's all I have. Nothing really else to talk about. There's nothing really going on at the minute until Loki starts and Black Widow releases. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. Was, coming up, though. It was great having you back on the show. Um, it was good to check in. If you would pop in every now and then, come on it now that you're free of college. I keep saying it toes. You never see it coming. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get Dean back on. Um, you don't even see it coming. It's going to hack in. <laughs> Hacking to the song calls. Annoying him anymore with texts of, uh, yeah, mate, it's your turn to do a YouTube video today. Listen, I'm a, I'm a free board. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a, a wild card, you know, I do my own thing. So I'll, I'll be checking. And on that, um, very. Are you done? <laughs> no. <laughs> Finger guns, baby. They're back. <laughs> on that note, um, Thanks for listening, watching, whichever way you've done it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if we don't see you through the week, we'll see you through the window. Weird. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to cut it off short like I always do.